millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week in league, renewed hope for Corey and Jaden as George Pell has his conviction quashed by the High Court. The NRL sets its sights on a May restart. Provided Barb from Logan lets Cameron Smith out of the house. Penrith claim their compound has everything a rugby league player needs. Training fields, gyms, recovery pool and 47 Queen of the Nile machines. Plus, we continue to power on as best we can in the absence of a 2020 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 345 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you doing, man? Well, we're still socially distant. Yes. Two arms lengths away. Yes. Nice. We are approximately, well, we're about a metre away, really, so we're actually closer than- For legal purposes, we are 1.5. Well, at the end of the day, I am allowed to have two visitors to my house that don't live in the house. And you did get me here with the promise of sex. Yes. So, yeah, we're good. And you're, you're fucking tickle me Elmo. <laughs> it doesn't actually count. As much as, as much as your heart wishes, it doesn't actually qualify as a person under the law at this stage. If you qualified as a person, I'd be in some deep trouble. Hear <laughs> <laughs> stories about Cardinal J. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, you, so so you actually so you, what you're telling me right now is you're imagine you imagine your Elmo is underage. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> that's some that's some legally perilous fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that's a dick in the mouth right there. Yeah, I mean, this old Matt Moylan thing's starting to make a lot, a lot more fucking sense. Ah, <laughs> uh, mm. I don't feel I forget I forget what we talking. You're starting about. to go stir crazy. Are you dealing with I'm ISO? Fucking, I'm just fucking over it, hey. I'm just I'm just feeling very flat. Mm. And all and also there's like this level of like just like Tigers fans would know what I'm talking about. This just this level of fucking like just decline in my mood. And just in just based on I thought you were gonna say like apathy about life. <laughs> this 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 you know, well I'll be talking about dragons fans, you know, this this is a constant urge to fucking hang myself <laughs> off a fucking doorknob. Uh, but um but it and it just, it just and most of it just comes down to the fact that it's like I've, like last week in particular, I had to bust my ass so fucking hard, like on all the membership stuff and finalizing like this, you know, this and like we had two different hats. We had the the, the bits and pieces for the membership, plus two mm. stickers in the memberships, plus the polo shirts, and there was just like so much fucking stuff to finalize. And I just smashed all that, and you know, by Friday it was all you know paid and re- and going into production and stuff. And so and so now it's just like <sighs> done. Yep. And so it's just like that kind of like you know, exhale sort of thing as well, coupled with the fact that you know I'm you know I'm getting fucking sick of this coronavirus bullshit. So, but you know, but like, and like we've spoke about before though, I mean, it doesn't it hasn't it doesn't really change my life that much. I mean, my life is no different to school holiday life ordinarily would be. 
Yeah, with kids around. Still got to fucking work. Still, yeah. gotta, you know, entertain yeah, yeah, kids yeah. and stuff. They're on school holidays now, so it's, it's I, I'm not obliged to like you know, crack the whip and make sure that yeah. like they're actually getting through the stuff they've been assigned by mm-hmm. the teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still some mopping up stuff that we've done. Like we've had like doing these video conference um, sessions, like instrumental music and stuff, like guitar and clarinet and drums and shit. And like, so there's still those. There's a cut like. Because of the whole thing, the corona shit, there's a couple of makeup lessons that have to be, you know, sort of caught up through the holidays. Yep. But other than that, you know. Yeah, it's a fucking weird vibe out there. Like some people are supremely affected by this in mm. you know, that they've, you know, lost jobs or lost businesses yep. or had yep. had terrible repercussions. For other people, it it really is almost life as usual. Yeah. With this very interesting background noise of well, there's a great percentage of the country that are staying home, yeah. And there's this thing out there that might kill you, yeah. It, yeah, it's a, just a fucking weird vibe all around. Um, but I think people are starting to turn that corner into Zen. I don't know. Yeah, but see, like, and even even when I go out, even when I when I go outside, like I had to go down to Bunnings to pick up some stuff because now what the, what I'm spending the time on now is like fucking projects. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to be stuck here and I can't go anywhere on the weekend. Yep. Then I'm going to fucking, like, last weekend it was, like, you know, clean off the deck and then stain mm. the, and, you know, oil the deck again, yep. you know. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then next, and then, you know, next week it'll be fucking, you know, painting another room in the house or, yeah, paint, yeah. you know, whatever. So, just doing, you know, just doing, so I had to go down to Bunnings to get some stuff. And I'm just, like, I just find myself so fucking, like, I, it's not, it's not a secret that, like, you know, how much I hate people. Mm. But now it's, like, even, like, way more, like, mm. I didn't think it was possible. Yeah, I thought I was operating at like the Jack Nicholson in as good as it gets before he before he meets Helen Hunt and becomes a pussy, like, it's like, <laughs> like, like, um, like, like, like Clint Eastwood in, in in Gran Torino before he finds how delicious Asian food is. <laughs> like, uh, like, it's on the down bunnies and and the. Like any any cunt that comes within like five meters of me, I'm just giving them this look like fucking, like literally, like, give me a give me an excuse. It was like, and the closest thing it was like walking out of the the 2007 grand final, like walking out of ANZ after the 2007 grand final, where it was exactly the same situation, except I'm basically like looking at any anyone in a fucking purple, <laughs> any any wearing any purple apparel, the same thing, like just fucking giving an excuse, cunt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's so that's how I'm living right now. But uh, yeah, that's that's about that's about the fucking long and the short of it nice. at the moment. So I suspect that what's going to happen next week is I am going to um, make use of my legally allotted rights to drive down to <laughs> drive down to the fucking beach. And go for a fucking run every morning, <laughs> and just in the in the fucking in the sunshine and the and the fucking sit in the the beach air, and uh, and hopefully that will fix every issue. All your woes, oh, yeah, because I mean, because really, because that's the only thing that's changing with you know, because that that's my that's my routine after doing the school drop off, you know, in school time. Yes, and that's been robbed, you know, from me for you know. This is like you know the third week, so um, you know once I get that back, and I'm sure that I'll be I'll be fine. But uh, nice one. And then there's no fucking sport. Yeah. Just on top of that. Yeah. If it wasn't much, it was if it wasn't that fucking bad already. Uh-huh. And then sport shit like, although it was it was uh, 
what I am seeing though is you're seeing other sports trying to like be innovative and do stuff to tide people over while they can't mm-hmm. do their, you know, ordinary broadcasting or whatever. Yep. And I haven't really been watching what the NBA is doing, if they're doing anything special, but the other day I did I did enjoy the Atlanta Falcons had on their on their website. They were they were streaming the nineteen ninety eight NFC Championship game, which was the game that they won to get into the first Super Bowl that they yeah, got okay. into. And, you know, it was a game they weren't supposed to win. And obviously I watched it when I was younger, like probably live or, you know, if we had a delay, like, you know, on, you know, on ABC or something late mm. at night. But um, so they were tweeting about it as if it was like happening then and there in time yeah. like, you know, the broadcast or whatever. Yeah. And that was fucking great. And I'll tell you, this, the stress, even though you know what's happening, like this, the fucking stress of the situation, you go, I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> so that was good. That was actually a sporting a, a sporting thing that, what, that actually went well. What this has taught me is that there is shit that I will watch because I love it. Yeah. And then there is nothing. I, don't, I as a person don't at all have that gene of watch I'll, something because I'll watch this because it's on and it's some kind of sport like I love yeah, the yeah. sports yep. that I love and that I have an affinity with yep. um, like there was a thing that came out that the it was like V8 supercars have done this thing like the E, e- yeah races that's it whatever, so they've yeah. set up like because you know with cars and on NASCAR are doing that shit too I car think, racing you can yeah. set up like those pretty sophisticated fucking yep. simulators yep. that they've got which you would assume all of the teams already had yep. anyway and the driver's already familiar with and they've just gone and put them in the, the houses or wherever they're isolating. Yep. Um, and then they've got that. But I, the, it could be the last fucking television show on earth. Yeah, I wouldn't watch it. And nothing would make me watch fucking V8 Supercars. I wouldn't watch real. I wouldn't watch real. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah just yeah. like that's- that's not I'd be more like, I'd be more inclined to watch the e version of it because if they were like you know streaming on Twitch and then the drivers obviously it's not the same pressure as driving a fucking hunk of metal at, yeah, you know, hundreds of kilometers an hour or whatever so they actually can be funny and you know having fun you know enjoying themselves while they're doing it you know yeah what I mean? I, I, yeah I don't think that's what they're going for okay they're trying to make it li- they're legit. trying to say that this yeah. is like a proper simulation no, no, it's okay. the same thing yeah fuck that which brings me to and. You know, the shitty realisation, I did realise that it it wasn't the cars and it wasn't the simulation thing. It was that I feel no affinity for the drivers. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. And so, if they had celebrities in there that were talking shit and fucking swearing and screaming at each other, I'd probably watch 20 minutes of that. Yeah, exactly. I'd be done. But um, Because, too, like, when you don't watch a a sport, you know, the- the the references that these guys might have, you know, because of stuff that's actually happened in real races. Yeah, you don't know. You know, that's it. That is, you know, and we'll get to that when we do this week's first homework movie review. <laughs> okay, uh, this week for the news, like I don't, I don't really want to get bogged down in all this corona shit, but potentially good news once again. It's happened just before we've gone to air that the. Uh, it is leaked that tomorrow, apparently, the uh, the commission is expected to sign off on the return of the NRL competition from as early as May 21, although I've seen other things saying that although May 21 is kind of like the early date for it, it's probably going to be more likely May 28 mm-hmm. to, to be a, the kickoff, and it'll be a, a Sydney-based 15-round season, 
And uh, that's one of two options that are going to be discussed at the Innovation Committee meeting tomorrow morning. Yep. And uh, following that, they'll put in a recommendation to the commission and a decision on the structure and future of the game is likely to be announced. And um, the alternative proposal that, uh, that they were talking about was uh, potentially a, a two-conference system splitting the competition in half. And um, they're saying now, like, I mean, remember we through earlier through the like, what I was planning to talk about tonight was, uh, you know, this this whole this bubble thing where they potentially stick the guys in the you know the hotel at Panthers and, uh, and there's like a McCure there or something, and yep. you know they, they'll stick them in there, and there's a bunch of training fields and conference rooms that they can you know be yep. team bunkers or whatever, That's it. and then once the, the once they've been there so, sort of for fourteen days, then they'll be able to yes. sort of walk around that kind of segmented off precinct, you know, and be fairly, you know, obviously they can't go anywhere, but they can kind of, they're not like locked in rooms or anything either at the same no, time. that's it. And, um, and then they'll, they'll play games out of like, you know, what was it, ANZ, um, Bankwest and, and Panthers, and they'll just sort of shuttle bus teams bus around and, and that forth, sort of thing. Yeah. And, and I thought that made a lot of sense. But they're saying now with this one that um, with this with this competition they're looking at starting on May May twenty first, that Sydney based players will be allowed to remain at home when it resumes. Which is something which which obviously suits the players because, you know, as as we mentioned at the, in the start of the show, like, you know, with you know, Barb and Cam, for example, yeah. the players don't want to be necessarily confined in a you know, solid solitary or, you know, like team based or even like teams based mm. confinement. Yeah. You know? That's it. Away from family. Um, they're saying that the border restrictions will see the Cowboys, Broncos, Titans, Storm, and Warriors move to Sydney for at least two weeks. And yep. then once they've sort of cleared that two-week period, then they're hoping they can return home after games via, like, private charters and, you know, from A, A to B. But, I mean, I still think. Yeah. So many. They're saying Knights and Raiders will stay in Newcastle and Canberra and travel on game days. Which, again, if they've passed a two-week quarantine and they can guarantee the sterility of the bus. Yeah, but that's- You know what? The two-week thing is great. The bus is great. The playing away from crowds and in contained, you know, in fields that they've got yep. full control over the, yep. who goes in and out, that's fine. What happens when they fucking get home, though? Yeah. Yeah. Like- it needs one- like one loose unit, or you know, one. what happens if one of them has a partner who's a nurse? Yeah, you know, because not every partner, girlfriend, whatever, you know, I'm sure there's some young players that might live with flatmates in, you know, younger grades or not involved in footy at all that might still be going to work. Yep. Yeah, it's far from a uh, secure. That's the only problem, and I mean, like, I I perfectly understand. The players' viewpoint of like we you know, I like especially like I mean, you know, we've both got kids that are young. Yep. To say, for example, if you played for the Cowboys, so the kids stuck up in Townsville, mm-hmm. and you were saying, like, and you're like 15 weeks, you're going to be away. Yeah, well, if I played for the Cowboys, there'd be probably a 40% chance that the kids' JTs are not mine anyway, so I wouldn't yeah, really care but- too fucking much. Based on the assumption that that you you've had a DNA test because you had this suspicion, you've thought about it a lot. You had this suspicion. <laughs> the kid can kick goals like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, the kid's he's kicking goals from the from the from the corner post. <laughs> you fucking curving them in. But okay, so you've had that suspicion. <laughs> it's quashed. <laughs> you, so you so therefore you commissioned a, a DNA test. <laughs> 
all of your all of your doubts are, uh, are completely squashed. You know, beyond uh, yeah, the, the, to a medical certainty, this is your child. Yeah, but like, so you of, actually love it. But one you're of not JT's, just like you're one not of just JT's relatives yeah. works in the fucking doctor's clinic. <laughs> okay, so she swapped the sample. You really trying to? You really want to push this narrative that that, that Arthur is JT's child <laughs> in this hypothetical situation? There, there was a fucking photo of him. Yeah. When he was little, like little, little, little. Um, at a Panthers meet and greet. Yeah. And he's looking at Matt Moylan. And when he was young, he had fucking golden blonde hair. <laughs> and he's looking at Matt Moylan. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wow. That could be- uh, And he's legit giving him the like- Are you my dad? <laughs> I look more like you than him. <laughs> Great. Um, well, see, this is the thing. This is a unique situation. And if I was in that hypothetical cowboy player's body with my own view on the world, I would be completely pragmatic enough to realize that, hang on, a week ago, I was bitching that, I was getting- that, that my fucking superhero cock knocker BJ Lailua was saying that we're not getting paid anything mm-hmm. and that's not right or fair or good yeah. and I want to get paid because I'm entitled to that money. Yep. Now someone's explained to me that well, in order for me to get paid, you know, Rel needs to get paid. Or, or, or to get paid, I have to cast my mind back to like two or three weeks ago <laughs> when I was when, doing something when I was, to get paid. There was, I was undergoing physical activity several times a week, and then having this high pressure situation for roughly an hour and a half on the weekend. <laughs> And where I was doing something and then getting paid for doing it. Mm. So, so it's been explained to me that for the club to pay my salary, it doesn't generate enough money on its own. The NRL needs to pay it. Mm-hmm. And the NRL gets that money to pay it from broadcasters. And they need something to broadcast. Correct. So, in my mind, I'm okay. And I would need to sit down with my partner. And, this is, and there's been a lot of stuff, you know. Um, Cameron Smith, he came yeah. out and said- no way, it's not good. Like, talk about a fucking entitled dumb cunt that's forgotten where he came from. Fucking retire then. Talk- you've, done, you've done all right out of the game. Well, yeah. Fuck off. That's it. And I'll, you know, that, that's my ultimate fucking point here. But what a fucking absolute piece of shit to be like, oh, you know, look, I know there's FIFO guys that do this sort of stuff, but that's not us. Motherfucker, you'll be a FIFO guy if you don't fucking. <laughs> well, you know what? If, you, if rugby league hadn't paid you fucking six figures a year. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't have the fucking skills or mental capacity to be a FIFO guy. Mm. I know FIFO guys with fucking much greater moral compasses and general fucking ethics than you, you bum-chinned piece of shit. But (laughs) I digress. They sit down and they first of all say, okay, so at a high level, teams. How many teams are in? This is what we need to do. We need to get everyone to a thing. Who's in, who's in, who's in. Then there's the other thing that the Broncos and Titans and Cowboys came out and said, no, nah, we're, we're not happy to move to Sydney. Cool. If you're not happy to do that, we respect that. Souths. So- Flick. <laughs> Bears. <laughs> Flick. <laughs> but that's it. You know? Congratulations. Okay. Cry to fucking Greg Florimo, cunt. You're that's out. It. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. We respect you and we will leave you with the same deal that you had before. We'll still pay you for two months or whatever it is we were going to do. Mm-hmm. That won't change. We won't fuck you over on that. But you don't work, you don't eat. But that's it. Yep. This new thing we're doing, you get none of that. 
Yep. And we're still going to use fucking JT's highlights, kicking goals on fucking ads and all of that shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking suck my dick from the back. Yep. Then you get those clubs who have said they'll be in it, and you say you need to go to your players. Yep. And see who's in. And then we'll fucking talk about, well, hang on. Well, hey, players for Titans, well, Cameron, Cowboys, well, and- yeah, or, or you say, well, Cameron Smith, he 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 wants, he doesn't, he's yeah. not allowed to fucking play. And so that's so. so you know what, Storm, you are extremely welcome to bring someone from outside the thirty that you exactly. had just said at the start of the season. And that's up to, to feel you. That's, if, you know- if you want to do it, mm-hmm. that's great. You know what we'd prefer you do though. Since those clubs have said that um, that they don't want part of this, that's fine. So we consider that none of their players currently have contracts registered with the NRL. Okay. So, um, yeah, pinch hitter. Well, if you would, yeah, <laughs> if you would like to, you're free to bring someone in. Yep. Fucking do that. Yep. And that way, everyone gets to make their choice and no one can fucking bitch that they were hardly done by because at the fucking bottom of it all, it's those who play will get paid. Yeah, exactly. And the NRL, I mean, they, you know, obviously they want to survive, they want to get paid from the, the people who have to pay them money. And to do so, you know, they've got to have a product. So they're doing their very best to yeah. get a product back out there. Yep. And then you still read the articles that, you know, that Fox and Channel 9 are still going to be cunts and they'll be like, well, we don't, even though, you, even though you're giving us the products, I think they get paid about $13 million a weekend of games, like say eight games mm-hmm. a weekend. Yeah, but you're playing the games in empty stadiums. So as far as we're concerned for our metrics, we consider that to be an inferior product. So, yeah. therefore, we don't need to pay yeah. you as much. Well, you know, and again, these these are strange times, mm. you know? These are times when people that normally work full-time are having to fucking yeah. take leave or they're having to work half the hours they normally would. Mm-hmm. Every fucker in the country yep. is either worried about their job, yep. looking for a job. Directly affected, like if they've lost it or stood down or That's whatever. That's it, yeah. trying to keep other people in their jobs. Yep. You know? You're about- as fucking blessed as anyone can be. Mm-hmm. This then also brings me back that it's fucking buyer beware and that as an NRL player, if you don't say from an early age, hey, I'm getting three times the average wage for someone my age, yep. fucking wahoo, I'm going to spend it and be flashy and you know all this stuff. If you don't say, oh, oh shit, I'm getting three times as much as, as the person my age, but I've got a potential working life of a third of what theirs is. Yep. I better treat my money accordingly. You get a little bit of sympathy from me. I won't say you get no sympathy from me. Um, but this fucking speaks to a larger problem that we're probably not doing our younger players any favours. Um, and I'm sure clubs, you know, give them opportunities and have people to speak to. And I know that... Um, Fucking your reach around buddy Beaver. He used to run a fucking company like that where they'd yeah. try and- Does he still have that company him. or not? I don't, uh, I don't prob- recall. It probably went bust due to gross financial mismanagement, knowing that dumb cunt, but- um, That's very uncalled for. Beaver's a fucking saint. I've seen him on TV. <laughs> You guys are fucking halfwit. I think the, I think this, I think it's still probably uh, I think it's still probably running. But yeah, um, I mean, there's and and he wasn't the only person, you know, doing that. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that clubs on a club by club basis were engaging all sorts of fucking yeah. places to try and you know get them to yeah. diversify and not spend all their money on V bucks and. <laughs> <laughs> 
And look, I fucking get it. Look, <laughs> That's an easy trap to fall into. On your financial advice on expenses. Yeah. What is this? 18 of you have written bags and hose. <laughs> what are you, agriculturalists now? <laughs> um, it, the, there's a whole lot of fuckery going on at the moment. But uh, bottom line is, you, if you don't play, there is no money there to pay you. Correct. These are your choices. Yeah. The band pair of uh, Corey Harawir and Ira and uh, Jay Nockenbore will both be appealing their uh, indefinite NRL ban after the uh, schoolgirl sex scandal, as it has been dubbed by the place I'm reading it right now. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Um, both players deregistered last week after they brought schoolgirls back to their hotel in Port Macquarie last month following a school club visit. Um, the incident was, uh, they, they were, it was labeled inexcusable by both the NRL and the Bulldogs and cost yep. the club a $2 million sponsorship deal. However, they've now taken up their option to appeal their ban with the case to go before the NRL Appeals Committee Chief and High Court Judge Ian Callanan. No date's been set for the hearing. The bans have the potential to to derail both their careers, obviously. Um, Look, I don't know if they really have much of an avenue to appeal, but... You know, there's there's always there's, there are ways to play this, and if I and and putting myself myself in the shoes of the players, you would say first thing, yeah, obviously it's fucked, and yeah. you want your career back, you want to do everything you can to get your career back. I get that. However, if there's a season to miss, to like serve a penance, yep, and fly under the radar a bit while far bigger issues are engulfing yep. the game and, and you know the world at large. Yep. This is a fucking 2020's year to lay low and do that shit. Isn't it what? No one will be, you, you fucking apply for you know sign with somewhere somewhere pending registration for the 2021 season. Get them to try and register that shit, bring it through under the radar in February or something. But, oh man, not not even that much. Yeah, and but I mean the fact is that their their case has has been buried to a large extent anyway because of this yeah. shit now. Yeah. And so- I know it's not exactly apples with apples, but you take a page out of fucking Shandy Earl's book- and Go I, to fucking Thailand and open a juice bar. Just fuck off. Yeah. You know? Just the, get- So your face just doesn't appear in any-, any Exactly. Yeah. Well, go and do something so that when you come back and try to appeal and get re-registered, you, you can say- I went to fucking Thailand. Yeah, don't probably if you got done for fucking yeah, kids, fuck you probably. Hey. Um, there's no Thailand's way. probably not the Southeast Asia as a, as a whole. Probably don't worry about that. Yeah, I mean regional, somewhere regional maybe. Um, yeah, that didn't work for Todd Carney though. Um, wherever, like you know, I I went whatever, and I ran a fucking gym, or I was this, or I did a fucking paper route, or I pulled beers in a pub, or whatever it was. You know what? You know what? You know what? It's very twenty twenty. Volunteer firefighter. Fucking, you know, maybe start some fires and put them out. Just a suggestion. Yeah, nice. Um, Make a hero yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, look, I, I just hope, I fucking hope for the state of the game that they're not planning to go in there and say, 
Well, we didn't actually do anything illegal. So, so really, you can, like, you know, caution us. Yeah. Like a, a mix of the, the JDB. Like, you didn't expressly tell us not to fuck the schoolgirls we visited on our thing. I feel that, that they would have used the, look, we didn't actually break the law thing. I feel like that would that would have gone into their initial show cause defense. No, both that they didn't reply to the show cause. They didn't reply at all. No, well, or not reply, but they they didn't uh, contest it. Yeah, so that's fucking crazy. I mean, well, then, you know, and maybe who knows? Maybe that's the advice that they were given because yeah. they're saving it up for a that's it. a challenge. Although I'm without having the documents in in front of me, I'm absolutely certain that the contract would have provisions. For yeah. things that you know, the things that aren't illegal, but are you know, it would and be- the fact that they use positions of power and you know, yeah, through you know, school outreach and everything like that to set up yeah. roots, yeah. like, yeah, to plant their roots in schools, yeah, it's just, is I know, and and the fact that there is an Instagram photo of the girl saying to fucking um, Idris Mark II, yep, this is a photo of me in my school uniform hugging you at the school you visited yesterday, <laughs> yeah. And he still says, "Yeah, come on round." Yeah, that's what sinks him. Yeah, if if he was in the fucking court of Jay. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's that bit there that's just like narcan. Yep, nothing you're saying here. That's the fork in that's that. that's the fork in the road. Yeah, where and you know, look, I get it. He's a he's a he's a dumb cunt yep. and young, and he yep. just plays football, and that's yep. you know that that's his thing because he's a dumb cunt. I get it, but. Surely, they have these fucking officers at the clubs mm. that would would almost would almost explicitly train them on yeah. that very fucking case. Yeah. Say, so, look, these little bitches are thirsty. They may try and su- they they may try and get the dick. Yep. That's it. Our yep. policy as a club and as a game. You do, you do not give them that dick. Yeah, under any circumstances. That's it. They, they 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 might be really persuasive, and they might really want that dick. And you know, because you're a fucking dumb cunt, twenty. What yeah. is he? Twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, young as shit. Yeah, like you know, you, you may very much want to oblige. Yep. Don't. You know, don't. Yep. So, um, fuck. But yeah. <laughs> Dumb cunt. <laughs> I, saw, I saw an article, it was very vague, talking about Corey Harrow and Ira's like already, there's a club already circling <laughs> yeah, like for next year when they expect the deregistration yeah, thing to, to, that's it. to you know, come up off the agenda. Um, do you have any other news stories that you really want to talk about? I mean, that's, I think I had a couple lined up about the bubbles and this and that, but yeah. you know what? I think they're all trumped by the fact that hey, there's this thing happening tomorrow where yes, there may, is, and and you know by the time people are listening to this, maybe they've, they've decided and they've set the date or whatever. Um, what I've seen is is that May 28th is a more likely one, and I do not. I, and I, my only other opinion of it is a, it's fucking great. Bring back football as soon as fucking safely humanly possible. Yep. And secondly. The bubble's tough, but it is my preferred option because I just we've, yeah. just- we've just spent 10 minutes talking about guys that knew they weren't supposed to fuck schoolgirls and did it anyway. Mm-hmm. 
these fucking guys, what else are they going to do? Like, what what else? You know, when they 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 do yeah. the games in empty stadiums, they do all that shit's great. They serve the two weeks of you know everything. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then they go home, and their fucking cousin comes over, and you know cousins yep. come over and have some fucking beers or something with them on the yep. a barbecue on the Sunday because after they had their Friday night game and they've trucked back to wherever they're from. And or can you imagine how many fucking prayer circles are going on? <sighs> Actually, that's good. And those Hillsong cunts too. Yeah. Have fucking like I saw like all bunches of cases in Adelaide in the Barossa Valley or yeah. whatever. They were all from cunts that went to the Hillsong thing. Yeah. And then after that finished and they fucking went to Barossa Valley yeah. to drink some wine. Dumb cunts. I think that's the one of the main reasons why the, the May twenty eighth is gonna be so possible too, because ScoMo's trying to get them back up and yeah. running for the next Hillsong thing, which I think is like in the first week of July. Mm-hmm. So uh now. Yeah. Um, no, the only other news story that I wanted to talk about was the fact that uh, your favourite player and total and utter fucking embarrassment to the game, <laughs> Daily Cherry Evans. Fucking king. I just wanted to decipher It's going to be the CEO here. of the fucking game, I think, by the time this is over. Look, you know the best <laughs> that he can fucking hope for? <laughs> Is he can be, I, I, you know, I would not be surprised if he's if he give it in another fucking ten years or I don't know how long he's got left. Then like, he'll be he'll he'll assert fucking Clint Newton, Clint Newton, Clint Newton like, Cam fucking, Newton yeah, to no, become whatever. to become the the broken quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. No, no, Clint Newton. Yeah, <laughs> to not fuck this universe, <laughs> and also be the head of the most inefficient and incompetent organization <laughs> in this great fucking country. Um, so it's come out that both sides of the negotiating table, be that the players yes. and the NRL or the uh, the committee, don't want DCE involved in any future meetings because he was, quote, too volatile. Yeah. Now, let me unpack some fucking corporate speak here. He's putting some code reds on every motherfucker in there. When you refer to somebody in the current corporate environment <laughs> as too volatile, I'll map this out, right? If there's if there is somebody who is actually too volatile and that you are actually afraid of, the only reason you would be afraid of them is because they wield enough actual power to cause you serious personal or professional damage. Yeah. In which case, you don't say to them, I think you're too volatile. <laughs> yes, yeah, a right? goddamn thing. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> now, the only reason you say that is because you know that that is a nice, woke way of basically saying this dumb cunt is in these meetings wasting all of our time going on fucking giant autistic red herrings <laughs> that everyone's sitting around scratching their heads. Like, he's basically fucking Joe Biden. Have you seen Joe Biden give speeches? I have. I, I mean, only only in little clips and everything like that because there we go. Know, I try not to get too right. involved in- so that what basically what they've done is say he is so fucking stupid, he has so little idea about what he's saying that this is a nice way that we can just say no, no, he's too volatile and scary and just fuck him off from any future interaction. 
And the fact that that's happened on both sides probably then plays into the reason why he wasn't wanted in fucking Maroon's camp for so long, even though he was a dominant half and Queensland were desperately yeah. in need of one. I mean, the, the flip side is- There is no flip side. There, there's absolutely a flip side. Oh, please. And What's the flip and, side and, here? And, and, there's the, and the, fl- the flip side that you uh, incessantly fucking talk about week in, week out, mm. is that an article with zero attribution and quotes from, from actual people who put their name to things- means it's exactly the same as Paul Kent going on about this or fucking Hooper going on about that. That is and, true. And and, all, and and the end of the day- I respect your point of view. So what I'd like to do right now is actually read some quotes that people have put their names to. Okay. And that person- Apart from him. No, that person is Dally Cherry Evans. <laughs> yeah, and, he, right. and his quotes were- and his So quotes what were, we're going to go on? I'm not volatile, thank you. Hang on. Um- so he said, I just wanted what's best for the playing group and just felt as though I had to ask the questions that everyone was thinking. So these questions that everyone was thinking. So he knows what everyone was thinking. Right? He goes, all this stuff that's coming out is true, then that's fine. It's not going to stop me and my ways and what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah, let's exactly. Talk, let's talk about what he's trying to achieve. They asked him what his questions were. He was forthright with his answers saying he wanted to know everything about the NRL's financial situation and why the players needed to take such a big hit. <laughs> so so that that's his big question that he was volatile about was, as we've discussed, as simple as, if you don't play, you don't get paid. So hopefully someone was able to explain to fucking P-Head Evans <laughs> how that system works. Then the next one he had was, the first thing I wanted to understand was our financial position. Why we were in that position as a game that we could only be offered two months of pay over the next seven months. I needed to understand why it couldn't be more. Why couldn't we take a percentage pay cut over the next months? Not just a big hit. So no one's explained to D. He obviously doesn't listen to the show. He doesn't listen to us. Or he would have known from last week when we said, or I think it was about else. 40 fucking times that the financials are posted <laughs> online every fucking year. Yeah. Look, and at the end of the day, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault someone for trying to get the best deal for, you know, the their their segment of a, you know, two sided sort of argument. But at the end of the day, you've got to fucking understand that all of the information's out there. Yeah. And I'm sure, and this is the thing, all, I'm sure all of the information was, you know, expressed and laid out in the, in these, in these meetings anyway, because I mean, that's, that's the way they're going to do it. Even if, even though, even though, you know, you can say, oh yeah, go and get the annual report. I'm fucking certain that, you know, Vlandis and whoever was, you know, marshalling these meetings, I'm sure he was like, look, this is the fucking situation, blah, blah, blah. No one had to read an annual report because I'm sure he fucking put it straight out there in front of them and said, yeah. look, this is the situation, blah, 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 blah. I know. But what I'm saying is just like fucking fuckhead Newton, who thought his big negotiating achievement uh, was that the NRL said that they'll be transparent with their financials from now on. Yep, no worries at all. We got you. I can just imagine that, you know how like in World War Two when there was Christmas, they both came out of their trenches and they were playing soccer and 
you know, <laughs> here's some fucking English durries and, oh, yeah, here's some fucking German darts and yeah, yeah, bang yeah. them up and da-da-da-da-da. There would have been times where the RLPA people and the commission people would have both been giving each other the, this kind of fucking serious <laughs> looks. <laughs> that was their fucking armistice. So maybe- in an inverted way, so you thank DCM you, thank you did for get fucking, the deal done. Th- thank you for May twenty first, <laughs> 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 and therefore, and there, and and therefore, ever after, May twenty first will be known as DCE Day, <laughs> the frittata savior of rugby league. <laughs> um, now, do you want to do any of the any of the things that any of the home, the the homework about the the one season wonders now? I mean, we may as well. Let's save that for after the mailbag or around mailbag. Okay. Well, so in that case, do you have any other news articles you want to talk about? I don't think there is no. anything. I don't think there really is anything. There's nothing but speculation. Probably be, it'll probably be which, obsolete by time. Bubble. By time, a lot of people listen to this show. I mean, you know, fingers crossed. Yep. They will have have uh, figured out what's going to happen. I expect Thursday afternoon. Hopefully, we'll get a, a press conference about it. Yep. And uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get to you know what the over under is on hearing the term rugby league. <laughs> hopefully, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping to get at least seven or eight. Yep. And uh, just to yeah, because that's that's about the number that gets me there these days when I'm fucking <laughs> <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm fucking rubbing it out to to uh, Homer Simpson, and um, yeah. So fingers crossed, and uh, let's hope for the best. Hey, so recaps quickly. Um, I fucking had them and then I lost them, so I have to find them again. But um, went through and uh, had some had some good streams over. I think it was last uh, Friday night, and I think on Sunday afternoon, sort of uh, just after lunch and, and on Sunday afternoon, had some good streams and um, got some people on there. And I just want to make a uh, special. Uh, thanks to uh, to Justin, I think it was, and Nort. So they, they were pretty much popped up on both of the streams uh, that we did. And, uh, you know, I was, I was smashing the cans and uh, <laughs> <laughs> playing some playing some rugby league live, <laughs> and uh, you know, to various levels of to, to various uh, to various success. And um, it was it was good fun. And uh, the the PS4 is not it's not the it's not the best. Um, Twitch streaming platform. I mean, it's very easy though. Like it does it automatically. You just have to press it. Like you know when you're doing the, the clips for on yep. Fortnite stuff. So, yep. I mean, you can. Um, it's very easy to. Do, it's very easy to set it up and get it going and everything like that. Uh, it's not quite as as slick as you know when you're doing it through like a, a a PC game or whatever like that. It's just it doesn't seem to be as fast. Like the comments. I noticed the comments coming through. They were kind of referring to stuff that had happened. 15 20 seconds or you know whatever yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah so it's not quite not quite as on as as uh as on time as as i would have liked mm-hmm. but um but overall it's um it worked out pretty well and uh you'll be happy to know that um i'm just trying to find the results here because i put it i know i put them in the in the uh in the facebook group and i had them pasted in this document for whatever reason they're not showing up though but um we um had some good games and for you uh, it, the Eerie of Cleary actually uh, actually occurred. 
And uh, in the Pan- in the Panthers game, who were the fucking Panthers playing? I can't remember. Yuri of Cleary continued. <laughs> yes, um, they uh, the Panthers. Not only did they win well, but probably the biggest margin of the uh, <laughs> probably the biggest margin of the weekend. Fuck yeah! But uh, here we go. So we we'll go for, we we'll go from the top. Uh, South eighteen to feed the Storm nil. <laughs> the uh, the Cowboys twenty four to feed the Knights twenty. After the Knights were leading twenty nil at half time, Jesus, and and it was fucking. So did you come back or did they come back? They came the back, top of you? but oh. it was funny. But it was funny though because the first try the Knights almost scored. The pass went to Ponga, and he was running into a gap just to the side of the goalpost. Yeah, he got hit by someone, dropped it. Um, the first try that was scored against them was Ponga. Um, dropped a kick and, and they scored on him. He also kicked the ball out on the full twice after that, which is what basically in the second half, which he kicked the ball out in the full three times in the second half, which basically is what ultimately yeah. cost the possession. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was hilarious. Um, uh, Manly 16 to feed the Raiders 6. Uh, the Warriors 22 to feed the Tigers 10. And uh, let me go down to the next uh, the next portion of games. The Bulldogs ten defeated the Sharks six. Panthers twenty six, Broncos twelve. Cleary two tries. Oh. And uh fucking man of the match performance. Fucking dominant. As dominant as DCE is in the manly games. They like got a good step and fast. Yeah. So it lays it all on. That's it. Uh the um Eels eighteen defeated the Dragons four. And the uh, Titans twenty defeated the Roosters six with Ash Taylor two tries and just absolutely fucking dominant performance. Jesus. So he's back. The young man's back in the <laughs> virtual world. Mel's got his head right. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone's doing what, if that, if the ladder predictor thing is still up on the NRL website, and then and people can go back last week and this week and put the results in and, and formulate a table for us where we're at at the moment. Nice. It would be good to see. Um, Dragons, though, I'll tell you what, they've dead set got fucking nothing in the game. Like, just like real. They've got actually less. Like, I don't even think they could be anything premiers. They're- <laughs> That wouldn't be the premiers of a weekend. But um, it's twitch.tv forward slash This Week in League. Get in there and throw us a follow. I'm, I'm not massively uh, big on Twitch. I don't, I don't, I don't know a, fuck a, a lot about it. But um, I know I, was, I, used to, I used to stream Pokemon stuff on there as well. But um, to get to affiliate, you need like, you know, 50 followers and you need to stream for X amount of hours and X amount of days in a, and all this sort of thing. And yep. we pretty much smashed every requirement except for the followers. And we don't need that many more followers either. So if you've got a Twitch account, uh, go and throw us a follow. And if you don't have a Twitch account, just sign up and throw us a follow anyway because, uh, A, you'll get notified when um, when I go online with the streams. And I think that I think next time you probably should get on at least on the on the PS4 party chat or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. so we can so it's almost like a pod, like a, a live show. Like a live show. While we're playing because yeah, I know because I know when I'm playing something and you're in the party you can watch what yeah. you can watch what I'm playing and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Because I know you don't have the game. So um and I'm still trying to uh get it out of the <laughs> out of those guys. Um which is not which I haven't which uh, I haven't ruled out yet either. But um yeah look forward to it. Yeah, I'll probably okay. do I'll probably do some more games on Friday night. And uh, and then I'll throw some other one. I, I, what I'll do, I'll, I'll probably play them in batches of four because that's probably about enough. Because that, that takes about two hours to play four games. So, and especially if I'm drinking, like that's that's probably about <laughs> that's probably about enough gaming. <laughs> Thank you.
Right. Okay, I guess it comes down to homework time now. So, the uh, first one, you take the take the one team one to one, I reckon. I want to uh, hear that shit first, I'd get say. back in where I had those. Because I think we'll do the homework first and then we'll go into like the mailbag stuff, I think is probably yeah, nice. better. One Season Wonders. I'll tell you, the thing that I found about that One Season Wonders is there were there were a lot of different things put forward and mm. some of them probably weren't like appropriate for what we were sort of thinking. But um, there were so many like consistent answers. Yeah. That I think- yeah. yeah. I, I think that I think that Ewan McGrady is most definitely like one of the the big choice. Amos Roberts, yep, was one that kept coming up again yeah, and again and that's again. It what pennies. year was that for? Um, oh, uh, it was post Reese Wesser, wasn't it? I'm yeah. not sure of it, but um, just going in order of how they appeared on the the post. Um, Hammers for the Titans nominated James Roberts. Yeah, now, but re- I mean, I'm like Thor.gif, yeah. really? Is not Ash Prob- Taylor's rookie year. Good. And again, they're a young club. Yeah. Right? So they don't have that yeah. history. And they sort of made their mark on- Because like, I don't feel like Preston Campbell ever had this dominant, amazing year that you could that he would qualify. That Well, in the early days, they were dead set the retirement club. Yeah. They were, you know, Preston yeah. came up and Scott Prince came yeah. up and um, Greg Bird was forced to because no one else would fucking take him. Yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't even really remember enough about, like, did Greg Bird have, like, a stellar fucking year with them and then start pissing on cop cars? I don't, I don't really. Yeah. Nothing that I feel would qualify as a, yeah, and, like, and like Carney had that Dally M year. That was, all, you know, that one, that, that's, I mean, that was a great year and then the next year he's fucking, he's gone beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spoon. Dallium, gone, you know. Yeah. So, so he would for for the Roosters. I mean, he's he's probably you know not a bad shout. Yep. Um, Brett Furman for the Dragons. See, I don't remember him ever being that great. To be honest, maybe there's some like love bias. Mm. Uh, Special K Online nominated Sharky Dave. Yeah, I would, I would I would I would nominate Special K Online for this show. <laughs> Honestly, well, look, I'd, I'd suggest you know, Sharky Dave had a fucking Yoda like performance in twenty seventeen, sixteen, no seventeen, seventeen. That's it was right. The Cowboys, yeah, the Cowboys yeah. storm. Yep. Um, and has done very little since. Some people would even say fucking nothing. Yeah. Um, Tim Smith came up for the Eels. Yeah, a that's, that's- lot. It's probably not bad. I still feel like he had he didn't quite reach the potential even in within that one that yeah. that explode exploding onto the scene thing. Yep. Yeah, Tim Smith, Tim Smith, Tim Smith. Uh Ewan McGrady came up. Yeah, and you know who the who the, the goat one year wonder is? Mm. Ben Barber. Fucking Earth. Twenty twelve was it with the dogs? Yep. Then we had then then he had um he went fucking. He went ham in England. Yep. <laughs> Twenty sixteen sharks. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like he was. I don't think he was as good at the sharks as he was like at some of these other. Yeah. Uh, but he was still a, a crucial. He, yeah, he was a crucial. Fullback. Yeah, he was a crucial piece for yeah. them. Um, Did he so, play Origin that year? Oh, uh, I don't recall. I don't okay. remember. 
Nice. I'm sure Benny Barber aficionados. Um, yeah, or Google. Yeah. Or his wife. Um, under fear of death, being beaten, having rocks thrown out or whatever he's doing to her these days. Amos Roberts came up again. Yep. Oh, good old Arana Tomata. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Did he ever really he, hit he's the heights? Probably, that's it. He's yeah. probably more in those, you know, great expectations, but never, yeah. never came through. Yeah. yeah. Um, could fucking write a script. Yep. Chris Nanin. He was like the Aaron Sorkin of fucking the NRL. Who's Aaron Sorkin? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Really? Who is it? He's a writer. Okay. Writes films, scripts, you could say. What does he write? Uh, West Wing, Newsroom. Uh, I think he wrote Social Network. A lot of movies, a lot of films, oh, a lot they of TV all shows. Like fucking gripping in. Uh, yay, the story of Facebook. Cool. That was actually a good movie, though. Okay. You've seen it. Don't be a fucking no, I bitch. I haven't. You're kidding me, right? No, not at all. Why the fuck do I want to watch that? It's like a documentary without the honest to be right. <laughs> like. <laughs> you fucking serious? No. <sighs> Fuck off. Look, I know I know the films, I know the movies that you fucking watched, and it just, it just surprises me. Oh God, if you're going to fucking burn your time so frivolously. <laughs> I watched fucking three hours of TikTok today. What the fuck are you talking about burning time? <laughs> I, know, I know, bitch. <laughs> I mean, fuck with it. I'm, I'm here trying to solve technical issues before we record, and you're like, oh, check this chick out. She can't dance, but fucking, you know, she's the number one fucking yeah. ethos well, on tell TikTok. Me. Tell me. Yeah. The minute I started looking at our TikTok, yeah. did our fucking Chinese overlords not fix your computer in the back end? Yeah, but then it broke again. Well, they're not perfect. <laughs> they're fucking learning. They can look at everything backwards. Take- they got, I, I understand. They've like- got, they got, they got bigger issues to deal with at the moment, not knowing yeah. if their next meal is bat meat in it. That's it. They can take their <laughs> fucking pangolin breaks. <laughs> Um, yeah, Chris Naninu at the Warriors. That's a fucking good shout. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. Um, Leon Bott came up a few times. Yeah, see, I remember Leon Bott being a little, little nuggety, like super fast player, but I don't recall him being like this god mode. You know what I mean? Like was he was just, just he was just a super fast fucking winger, wasn't he? Was he was he post like was he the the post Wendell and Lottie? Yeah, I believe like so. Like immediately post? Yeah, I believe maybe so. Maybe that's why he just had such high expectations. Yeah, maybe. But expectations do not do not equal a uh, a god mode. Uh, oh, Craigie for Newcastle? Yeah, no, I, I, can, I can see that. Um, twenty sixteen Bryce Cartwright. Wait, nah. oh. well, you can speak to that more than anyone, I suppose. Yeah, he wasn't that Look, great, he- was he? Oh, in 2016, well, that that was a good year for us. Yeah, like all round, that was that was the peak um, running game, and that was when we had that right edge had played so much of their fucking junior footy together, um, had won won junior premierships together. Yeah, and that was before we decided to go and fuck it all up. They had gone gone through um, the fucking the the meat grinder of, of uh, Trent Barrett coaching the juniors. Oh well, it was just you know dumb shit. Like you know, hey, we've we've got that right side that know each other fucking intimately. 
oh, let's yep. just fuck get one of them and put them at six and <laughs> fuck the rest of them and move this guy over the other side of the field. It was a fuck around. Um, yeah, he's probably more just in the fell off a cliff category rather than the one season yeah. wonder. And like I dare say, they're not as good as uh, you know thought to be better than he was because of his last name. Oh, perhaps as well. Again, that was a good season for him, and he didn't yeah. have those obvious defensive woes that he has now. Yeah, like he was never a fucking powerhouse folding people over. Yeah, but it wasn't Bryce Cartwright being a turnstile wasn't a thing back then. He's kind of play, he's kind of playing like the. Like like Brent Todd after that press conference that's been going around the internet the last yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, so so I got shields up here. I want to and I fuck them all. all. I want to fuck them all and then and, yeah. and then fuck and then get, and then hit him with the hit him with the yabby mm. pub. <laughs> um, old sexy eyes Daniel Mortimer from two thousand and nine. Yeah, I, I think I think. Or was he carried a fair bit? I think Jared Hayne probably was more from that season. Yeah. Mm. Um, Wade McKinnon at the Warriors. See, I don't remember him ever having like the God Mode thing. Yeah, no. all I remember about him from his time with the Warriors is when he got that massive vagina opened up on his head when he was <laughs> when he's absolutely <laughs> fucking split with an axe. Um, Lottie twenty ten for the Tigers. He's a pretty good year. That's a fucking good shout. It's a pretty good year. Yeah, but um. And then he had a then he had a worse year in 2014, but won the comp. Yeah, how's that? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck. Some good shouts there. Lachlan Coote for the Cowboys. Yeah, no. The premiership year. Yeah, but like it was a it was a good fucking year for him. I think because of the results, but I don't think it was. I mean. There was a, there was a lot of there was a, a lot of quality going on that year with the Cowboys. That was the one year the one year it all clicked. Yeah, that's it. They had this window and it's and it sort of came close to clicking a couple of times, mm-hmm. and then they sort of overachieved in the you know, in seventeen, getting there without JT. Yeah, but I feel like they probably underachieved over that entire period based yeah. on what they did in twenty fifteen. Mm. There you go. So, well, that's it. So maybe what this exercise has taught us is that we tend to hold players in our own sides higher in higher regard than. Yeah, and it's funny. Like I was, I was, I put some serious thought into trying to think of like someone who did that for Manly. Cannot fucking couldn't trawl. I mean, like I remember, like back in the day, like Ben Walker had a great year where I think he got the top point scorer. Yeah. Like, you know, but. And like Orford got the you know the Whoa. the Dally M in in the in, in the two thousand eight grand final year, which is a great season. But I mean he was good in he was good in two thousand seven. He was good in two thousand and nine. Then he you know went to shit after yeah. that. But um, yeah. So he's another one of a not yeah maybe maybe you would put him in the fell off a cliff category, but he was never the same. Yeah, I mean he sort of um, he, he was he was le- he was sort of leaving us anyway. You yeah, know, and then then he then he fell off the cliff. You know when so you know, Anthony on the Facebook group. Said Phil and Michael Blake at Manly. Yeah, I think uh, one breakout season, then did nothing ever again. But he said it was easy for him to remember because he's old. Yeah, <laughs> I still think history remembers Phil Blake very kindly, though. I think mm, okay, and like being better than just one season, you know. Yeah, okay. But interesting. Maybe I'm not as old. Yes, that's it. Um, and he definitely, and his era definitely was at the the front end of my era of you know shit I can recall in yeah, rugby league too. So, um, 
This week's homework, I'm going to put two posts up. Okay. And it's up to you what you fucking do because we're not teachers and yep. we don't give a fuck and we can't reach these kids anyway. <laughs> How do I reach these kids? <laughs> um, homework assignment number one. And I forget who fucking suggested these. I will credit you in the post. I'm sorry I've forgotten you. The greatest teams for each state to never play State of Origin. So, must be eligible for State of Origin. Yep. For, for the, the various states. Yep. And for whatever reason, did not- Didn't play. Didn't play. Whether they were, you know- um, So, okay. So, my, my instant pick- Oh, hang on. Did Michael Gordon ever end up playing Origin? Fuck, Fuck. I can't remember. No, he didn't because he was always fucking injured. Yeah. Yep. Every time he had that those yep. seasons that he was yep. looking looking like it, he'd fucking. I can think of one instant, I can think of one instantly too, and I mean, like I have to go through a bit of a pathway to get to it, but um, fucking Wangman, Michael Robinson. If they would select Wolfman for fucking, why would Wolfman ever get selected over him mm. for a representative when he was far by far the, the more solid option, and yeah. just as just as prolific, if, if not more more so in try scoring. Yep. And not inclined to, you know, like personality play, uh, you know, and he was like more of a, like, you know, do do your job sort of guy. Why he would never have got a run in an era where New South Wales felt compelled that they had to put Wolfman in as a winger. Mm. He should have mm. got that, t- that that particular slot then. Yeah, there you go. No, he played one game for New South Wales in 2010. So, okay. there you go. Fucking Gordo's out. Gordo's out. Yep. 2010. God. Fuck, he was good back then. That fucking yeah, when when he, he was, was fucking great. That was the year that I really loved him because he was in my super coach team and he cost me fuck all and he would just go fucking berserk because yeah. he was kicking goals yeah. and just and carting the, and carting the ball fucking, up off yeah. kicks. And, oh, yeah. just fucking great. Yep. That was that was his season. That's you want to talk about God mode season. There, there we go. There's <laughs> him as well. Yeah. Because let's face it, he never really. I mean, you know, but still. Just for Penrith, though? Yeah. Like that year that we had Amos Roberts? Yeah. 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 Um. So, yeah. There you there, go. There's your example. Michael Gordon, if he'd never played Origin. Perfect player for it. <laughs> um. Second homework assignment is, and again, I'll credit this one in the message too, is based on what you've seen in 2020, if you had to pick- uh, Team of the rounds, basically, is what we're saying. So the, but you have to pick one player from each team, and you can have two from your team, the team you support. Yeah. I'll put both of those posts up tomorrow. Yeah, go for your fucking life. We can see some 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 really shit teams out of that second one, I think, because we've got 160 minutes of football on which to base them. Well, Cleary obviously you gets the seven. You can't be biased at all. In terms of form carried into the season, like it has to be only based on the games. Correct. That's it. So, right. given like if it's the yearie of someone, they're obviously a fucking walk up start. Yeah, but it's not. But it's not though. It is. It's not. You're saying it. You keep saying. You keep saying that word, but I don't think you understand that it's not true. How does rugby league come back in the midst of a global pandemic, if not for some divine power interjecting? Hashtag Yuri we just, we just, we literally fucking 
20 minutes ago established that it was Daly Cherry Evans that, that brokered that deal and the peace between the two sides. Where the fuck have you been? No, that was talking about how they're getting paid. <laughs> I'm talking about actual footy coming back. Yeah, this is the this is the to reach agreement and get the game back on track. Okay. And get the and get the players wanting to play. Okay. Because now they understand that they need to play to get the pay. <laughs> and just may. Tommy Turbo, fullback. Oh, music starting up again. Why aren't you muted, you little cunt? I see that. How they're not muted. Fucking mute yourself, fool. Nice. Um uh, Teddy, see, Teddy at fullback. He's just his form's better over there two was games. A, there was a there was a head to head battle between the two of them, and Teddy had the and, better. And Teddy and Teddy got fucking smashed by, no, by yeah, yeah, mainly yeah. won the game. But Teddy's a better fullback. Teddy got fucking smashed by Tommy Turbo in that second game. I'm not happy to risk like my fucking team of the round on a biscuit legged fucking frittata. You're fucking risking the fucking direction of the team on a fucking eagle chin fucking retarder in the halves. Exactly. So yeah. So so you know what? If I got a yacht, if your frittata's going in there, then so is mine. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, like I have to think back and and the the glaring things that jump out at me from the first two rounds of action this year were um, like reasons not to include cunts. Yeah, BJ's like for example, not BJ's in not in it. Noffa's definitely not in it. Not in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's the first thing that just like just. I mean, I know it's recency bias none and everything. The, none of the Warriors are in it. Fuck, how do you pick a Warriors player? Okay, like that's just got to be a, like a. It's got to be just a bench prop or something. Yeah, yeah, because it's you. You certainly don't want to entrust the starting position. No. And even then, like, they got one try and it was a fucking charity try. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Very difficult. Mm. That's going to be one of the more difficult components. Yeah, pick a warrior. <laughs> pick a warrior for your side. You got it. It's compulsory. Yeah. Good fucking luck. Oof. Good luck. Yes. Um, do you have anything else on that one you want to add? Nope. Okay. So, the other bit of homework this week was uh, you nominated- the first movie that we were going to be talking about. And uh, the movie in question was Any Given Sunday by the uh, great Oliver Stone and starring the great Al Pacino, among a million other people, including fucking Charlton Heston in like a one-line role that I didn't fucking... Re- like, I'm like, is that... Oh, yeah, this is old enough for him to be a lot. Wow. And it was like... a and, and the first time he was on the screen, he didn't say anything. It was like no words. And I was like... How do I got Charlton Heston there, and he's not. It's not even a speaking role. It's like a fucking extra, like a featured extra. And then later on, I think he said something. He he, he had some lines, but um, but yeah. Mm. So, what did what was your takeaway from this movie? Look, I had some some different takeaways. Is this the first time you've seen the movie? This is the first time I've seen the movie. My impression was with your suggesting this movie, I thought it was like a it was a movie that was like near and dear to your heart. And that, no. was why, and that was why you suggested it. And so I was kind of like- I looked up sports movies on my phone and it starts with A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because, <laughs> because when you said that, I'm like, going, ooh. And it was on Netflix. Yeah, like, oh, you're not going to lie. Yeah. So, I've, I've, seen, I've seen the movie. Uh, no. <laughs> I have opinions. <laughs> no. No. Um, I don't want to rape your childhood or anything here. Like, <laughs> But what I've come down to, and it's- you know. Obviously, 
messaged you about it earlier in the day. And I'm having a look through the rest of Oliver Stone's catalog. Yep. You know? Um, and what I've come out with is it was fucking easy to be good at movies a long time ago. <laughs> like, that shit was fucking simple because he's not good at it. <laughs> what he is good at is somehow he's basically the fucking ponger of directors, right? There's all this fucking hype around him, but under close inspection, it's really fucking hard to see the actual quality. So what Oliver Stone's good at is getting a lot of credit for one thing out of an entire fucking movie, right? So in Platoon- Platoon's a fucking great movie, top to bottom. Yeah. No, it's unquestionably fucking great. Yeah. He's- That whole movie, it could not happen and you just have Willem Dafoe throwing <laughs> I knew his that's fucking what hands that's, yeah, up no. in the air. I right? mean, that's that's like a memorable moment of it, but that movie's fucking great. Exactly. But just follow me. JFK, with Kevin Costner. When he's had to do his head explodes. Back and to the left. <laughs> Back. But that, that also is, is, a, is, is an undeniably great movie. Yeah. This is the other thing. The best of his movies aren't fucking his movies. All JFK is is a retelling of a fucking court case. The other movie in here that's good is The Doors, which is a retelling of a I'll fucking you, actual rock band. Can I tell you, that fucking movie, I haven't watched it in oh, a long time, mm. but um, I'll probably do a rewatch. But I remember when I was living in Japan, we- um. We told that there was there were three Australian guys that worked in the hotel where I worked, and uh, and we we told the like Christmas is not a huge thing over in Japan or whatever, and it's certainly not like a public holiday sort mm. of situation. And so we but we wanted to have fucking a Christmas break, so we said like you know for religious reasons we needed to have from the twenty third to the twenty seventh off, and mm-hmm. they were like and they were they were begrudgingly like yeah all right okay, and so we basically went to the bottle on the twenty third after we left work. Bought fucking bottles of fucking spirits. Probably about we had about fucking five bottles of spirits each, and proceeded to drink from the twenty third to the twenty seventh. <laughs> and we went down. To, this is this is in nineteen ninety four, Christmas ninety four. It would have been. Mm. And so we were, <laughs> and, and so we went to. It was video v, VCRs back then. So we went to the video shop, got the doors out. None of us had seen it, and we watched that movie blind. For fucking four days straight, <laughs> rewound it, watched it again, rewound it while we were fucking pissed off our fucking heads. And so that movie always has a special place. It's near and dear. It is nice because it was the psychedelic experience of the of the movie. It it, it fits so well. <laughs> so moving on from the doors, he has another Pacino classic, Scarface. Now he's yeah. upped his game in Scarface because well, I mean it was it predates all of those movies. But see, so I mean, it's not like that, he upped his game because of. Oh well, no! But he's upped his game because that also a classic only fucking has, movie. That doesn't just have the one memorable moment. Oh, that's it's got, got so many. That's got the say hello to my little friend, and it has the first you get the money. Yeah, speech. and it's got you know what a hussy is. Yeah, it's, it's got so many parts. You know, it's got the, the chainsaw in the fucking thing. It's, don't, oh, don't you know I come from the gutter? There's more than one. Yay, good for him. Wall Street, the fucking great movie. movie. Yeah. Greed is good. The whole the whole rest of that movie could just not exist. <laughs> and it's just fucking Mr. Zeta Jones 
going, so what, it, what it sounds greed like is good, but be careful eating pussy because it might give you throat cancer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that movie. But that's in the days before before eating pussy gave you throat cancer. <laughs> like that predates pussy eating throat cancer yeah, by like exactly. 20 years. <laughs> the only thing I can come up with here is that there was a lot of leftover cocaine from Scarface and Oliver Stone did all of it before directing this movie. Because fuck me, it chops and changes and there's shit I didn't understand. And with the caveat that I'm not a Gridiron fan and I yeah. don't understand the game. Yeah. Right? But the action shots were well, that fucking blurry and didn't even give me the opportunity to read the jersey numbers to identify who the fucking people were, let alone catch their fucking faces. <laughs> but then- like, there's the game that's playing, and then there's fucking lightning coming. And is this, and, <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden, like, right at the end of the movie, that's, or at an important bit, there's some more lightning, and you're like, okay, is that a callback to the beginning? Is lightning an important fucking theme here? It's, but, but basically, like, the, the thing is, I mean, he, he's undeniably a, a, a great filmmaker, and this is just probably, unless I'm forgetting anything, I'm no, not looking at- No, that's what I've just been saying. He's deniably a great filmmaker. No, no, he's he's undeniably a great filmmaker. Because I'm prob- denying the, pro- the problem with this movie is- like I think, without you know, I'd have to see what else. You know, I'm like I don't remember his entire catalogue, but I, I definitely think that this is potentially his his worst movie, and it's not that far away from being a good movie. But I think a two hour version of this would have been much better than the two and a half hour version that that was ultimately released. There was so and like I get what he was trying to do. He obviously loves the game. And wanted to try and like you know pay homage to the like the brutality and like and you know try and put you in the position of like you know being the quarterback with these fucking animals you know mm-hmm. bearing down and you're like like yeah and the you know all of that sort of thing and the explosives I, I I get that but it's also like this this whole big combat between like you know old old and new through the whole movie and it's just like fucking it was just it was just too much like I mean like I get you know I get the theme and everything and it was all fine but. Like it had too like you know you got you got the you got the the aging quarterback you, you know you got Dennis Quaid and then you got and then you got Jamie Fox coming through yep. but then you got then you got the old coach and then you got uh, uh, the fucking Two Face yeah yeah. Like, yeah so then then you got the, the old coach and the young coach and then you got the 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 daughter you know you know compa- contrasting with the, her dad that owned the owned the site there's just there was just too many See, that's, fucking that's all good and that's the thing it was about nine different fucking movies without doing any of them well take. Take the entire Cameron Diaz, everything about that. Exactly. Do- doesn't need to be Because in Pacino doesn't need anything more than the pressure of losing to be his antagonist. He yeah. doesn't need her- yeah, being a- and all and 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 like yeah, the pressure of him losing his job and everything that's that's fine too. But you don't need the her you know like the relocation potential relocating that's the it. team like, yeah. like all that shit and like the, yeah. the mayor like you know and building yeah. the stadium like. It's just and like all of that is you know exa- intricate stuff that happens in professional football. I get that, but well, it just whole, doesn't need it. Like, you know? and I get the whole thing where there was. The oh, whole- you had the young doctor in the old. You had James Woods, and then you had fucking Matthew Modine as yeah. well with you know like you know falsifying the medical. That's it. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, interesting insight into CTE, uh, and in hindsight probably very telling about a lot of shit that went on. It was actually probably the first um, thing that ever really spoke out on, spoke about like that sort of yeah. stuff, I think. And it was I thought it was interesting how like it was so obvious that the coach was just like, yeah, no, nah, you're not playing. 
Yeah. You might yeah, die. Yeah. You might die. Yeah. You know? Um, whereas I'm not sure that's how it really happened. But the whole subplot with LL Cool J and and his friction with Jamie Foxx and the things. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a whole fucking narrative in itself. Yeah. And I get that LL Cool J was the- the uh, Uncle Tom who was beholden to the white man paying him the money and that, you know. Yeah. Maybe. But that sort of, the team dynamic stuff, that was all fine too. Like the, with Jamie Foxx going on TV and saying like, oh, you know, the reason I owned that game was all because of him. No one can do shit. And then so the next game, they just didn't block for him and he got yeah. fucking destroyed. Yeah. Like that sort of stuff, definitely. That's, yeah, 100%. That sort of course correction. Doesn't happen. I don't think it would happen so much in like a the actual NFL, but oh, absolutely happens on the way up to that to beat that out of motherfuckers. Or you know, probably wouldn't happen for a whole game, but there might be a couple, like of, a play where yeah, they just let him get hammered just to yeah, yeah, just to remind you. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so much you can get the pressure on Pacino and fuck off Cameron Diaz. Yeah, like there's a, can, there's a great movie in there, but cut literally cut a half an hour yeah. out of it. You can get the team dynamic friction yep. without having LL Cool J hate him. Yep. You know? But you can even you can even have you can ha- you can have that uh, that part in there as well because I mean, you know, because it all it all speaks to the end. Because I mean, the one thing the one memorable thing of the movie is like is Al Pacino's you know rousing speech before they you know the the semifinal they play. Yeah. And you know, and then that's then that obviously that inspires Jamie Foxx's character to actually sort of step up and get on board with what he wants to do and do it and do it his way. And then it inspires LL Cool J to actually take the unselfish option instead of go for the the hero option at the end of yeah. the game. You know. And then so you, I mean all that that that, that you, part you of it all works. Fucking- you know? Oh, see, in my like, in my opinion, it was just too. It was all. It all feels like it's fucking shoehorned in there. So I'm a hundred percent with you. Yeah. To just cut a bunch of shit out. Mm. But a lot of it just felt like like there's like the scene with his fucking girlfriend. Yes, yeah, right? it's just too much. Like get cut out that entire plot. So there's or cut out at least the point after she leaves him. They're they're a girlfriend and boyfriend and girlfriend and they live together and he's an up and coming football player and she's an academic. You know, yeah. education's important to her. Yep. They go to one party after he's had his fucking nervous game. Becomes a star, breakout sort of star. Everyone wants a piece of him. Has a good game. He's talking to a couple of people. She cracks it. He cracks it. All of a sudden, they break up. Yep. There's no fucking build up. You don't know why it's important. There's there's just a lot of stuff that's just like- Nothing, nothing. Explosion of fucking tension. Yeah, and this, and and it's it's like I mean, he, he obviously wanted he, he loves the game, but he's obviously got some problems with the game as well. So what he wanted to do is he wanted to to lay out his love for the game, yeah. and and pay homage to it, and also pay homage to like the Tom Landry's, like the old school sort of coaches, like with yeah. which Al Pacino, you know, obviously represents. But then he also wanted to like. You know, expose like you know the racism or like the placism, like the, the yeah. Jamie Fox was talking about. That's it. Plus the the drug abuse, plus the you know the turning a blind eye to injuries, and you know, yep. and the the quarters of pain killing injections and yep. all that sort of stuff. That's it. Plus, he wanted to shine a light on the you know the excesses of like you know the drug abuse and the partying and all that sort of thing. Plus, he wanted to talk about the and and on and on and you know what, pick half of that stuff. Yeah, and honestly. The half that you should remain with is the is the half on the field, and any off field stuff you just want it to really be the friction, like when Jamie Foxx went to his place for dinner or whatever, yep. where they're trying to work out stuff that directly relates to the stuff that you've seen on yes. the field. You know, cut out the Cameron Diaz shit, cut out the girlfriend shit. You can have partying scenes, but you don't have to have like all of this fucking you know so many of these you know these partying scenes yep. at all. You don't need that many of them, and you know, and you can treat it to as. You know, like locker room partying after yeah. a game. You don't have to make it like you know all these, 
And and you know, yeah, it's just like oh, you know, these these players have got kids. Yeah, we get it. And they're like, you know, you yeah. know, it's just it's just too much shit crammed into a yeah. fucking two you and a half hour other movie. Thing that convinced me that Oliver Stone was a fucking coke riddled mess during this movie. <laughs> the fucking soundtrack. <laughs> the soundtrack like, was 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 it certainly placed it like like in time. Like it fr- it freezes it in time. Yeah, I oh, the the hip hop side of yeah. it certainly does. But that's the thing. Like all of a sudden, okay, you got fucking Missy Elliott, and then there's well, hang on, wait, no, we're playing fucking Paranoid by Black Sabbath at the lead into a football game. Yeah, and then because- there's like Gary Glitter, and then oh, now there's Outcast. Yeah, and, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, uh, had a huge budget for good. he had a huge budget for musical music royalties. Huge budget for music, and also a pretty fucking huge cast. Well, that's that's the thing Let's I didn't remember. Like I remembered that um, that it was you know Jamie Foxx and Al Pacino. That was that, yeah, that, 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 I forgot that, was- that LL was in it. And then you've got and then you've got like. I guess there was, I guess Eckhart and people out were probably more up and coming they at the time. Were, they were but then up. James Wood that was probably his peak peak sort of yep, time around 100%. there. Um before he went all fucking Republican. <laughs> man, that, that guy has, has he fucking heel turned or what? <sighs> like he's gone like to the like the insane Trumpy sort of Fox like full on fucking yeah that sort of shit. Um, and then, yeah, obviously there's a lot of lot of people who are probably you know reasonably early in their careers like you know Cameron Diaz and you know Matthew yeah. Modine and yeah well uh, again Jamie Foxx was up and coming as well that was his yeah, first yeah. non comedy yeah um, yeah you know um that that um that Puffy was meant to be that role fucking serious but he pulled out citing tour or you know recording time conflicts or whatever but the word is that he pulled out because. Like he just couldn't be, he couldn't convincingly throw a ball Fuck. for like to, to be a quarterback. Yeah, okay. And there was someone else that they looked at, it, Chris Tucker. He was like Jamie Vox was not the first choice. Chris mm. Tucker was going to be in that in that beam and roll as Interesting. well. Interesting. Oh, and the other thing that was too fucking forced was the doctor from Scrubs with the Hitler haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I mean, as and the he was, yeah, he was meant to be Jim Rome. I mean, he was like paying homage to like a, a real reporter. But once again. He obviously loves the game so much and everything around it. Mm. Like, for example, the opposing coaches, a lot of those guys were like ex-players and and coaches from yeah. you know from the, the NFL. So, cool, nice and, and, and like and like that and that black guy, that fan. black guy that was going to collect the million dollar bonus, and you know he ended up and you know he had the injury and he you know, get hit the wrong way he could die. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was like Lawrence Taylor. He was like one of you know one of the greatest players, like Hall of Fame players yeah, okay. in reality. And um and so he's obviously like he's, he's jammed a lot of these guys in there because of you know. He loves the game, but fuck, man, you don't have to throw every single yeah, aspect of the NFL. Yeah, because I mean that was that was the other weird thing. I mean, it's, it's a minor, it's a minor quibble. He couldn't get the rights to use the NFL, like he couldn't make the team be the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, but yet at the same time, in the script, the mayor's talking about something, and he mentions the Miami Dolphins, the so, Crosstown Dolphins. Yeah, one of the so, commentators says yeah, something so about they, the Crosstown Dolphins. Yeah, so they so they actually. So while it's meant to be a fictitious version of the NFL, they actually coexist with the real NFL because the Dolphins actually mention the yeah, Dolphins. That's I it. mean, just not fucking don't mention them at all. Just be a fictitious version of the NFL. Yeah, you know, that's it. It's fine. But um, mm. and you know, it's not exactly not set up for a fucking sequel. It wouldn't. Yeah, no, it would. It would never be though. Yeah, it would right, never. You, 
You don't think? No, yeah. no, no. That, that was, was the fucking peak that era was, for sequel. Yeah, but that was just that. That that wasn't a. I don't think he's like a sequel, really sequelish sort of guy. But at the same time, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily setting up the future. What it was, mm. it was just setting up. Al Pacino wins. Yeah, over over Cameron Diaz, you know. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, being pushed out by her. Yeah, yeah. She thought she won, and he was going to go, you know, fade into the sunset or whatever. And, yeah. You know, he got to have like the final sort of victory. You yeah. know, that that's all that really was. For yeah, the, that's it for the old campaigner. And he, he gave his speech, which is the one thing that this fucking shit house movie is remembered <laughs> for, and gives it any sort of fucking positive involvement in people's lexicons. And it's a fucking sensational speech, though. Like sensational piece of acting from Al. It is. And look, the performances are all great, really. I mean, like, I mean, Jamie Foxx only has to play what would have been 90% of a young Jamie Foxx. But, you know, he did a great- You, you, know, you can see it, like, when he's doing the fucking music video and the ads and shit. Yeah, yeah. You can see, oh, that's Jamie Foxx. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so. Willie Beeman gets the girls creaming. Steven Beeman. <laughs> Gets the girls uh, creaming. <laughs> yes. Okay. But so. yeah, look, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's a shit house movie. I say I'd, I'd sort of give it like maybe like a, a you know two point five three out of out of five. If I was if I was giving it a mark, I would but say I think you could easily. It, it's easily a four. There's a four star movie in there with just greater focus and editing. Yes. At a script level, like you didn't before you film yes. it. Don't try and chop that into something yeah. smaller. Just, just oh, narrow no. the focus down a little bit. You and could then- enter it as a fucking short film. Have the end of all of the game sections where it's like loss, 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 win, win, loss, win. Al Pacino speech. speech. Last game. <laughs> fucking Oscar-winning short film. <laughs> and, it, and it wouldn't be called any given Sunday. It would be better called. than the, the team that lost a lot of games and then listened to a speech and won. <laughs> better than the self-indulgent wank that Kobe Bryant won a fucking Oscar for. <laughs> Fucking hand out those awards to everyone. <laughs> oh, what's the next movie? That's your turn to pick now. Yeah, fuck, I'm struggling. Hey, like, um, not 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 for choosing a movie, but uh, just for the trying to find one that's readily available Ooh. for people. That's the problem because, like, the fir- the first movie that comes to mind when I think of like a, you know, I guess a sports movie. I mean, martial arts is a sport, right? No, I mean, it's a pastime. About the Olympics. Soccer. So it's sport, <laughs> and uh, or not the Olympics. Sorry, it's but like like you know like a world championship sort of situation. But um, the mo- the movie that I would choose if it were readily available, I don't think it is. Unfortunately, though, but I'm happy to take advice. The movie's called The Best of the Best, and it's a, a martial arts movie from the late '80s, which is uh, about the U.S. Olympic or U.S. Taekwondo team for like a world championships, and, uh, and it's starring Eric Roberts who in this movie proves that he is the most talented member of, of his family and certainly far more talented than his duck-mouthed fucking sister. Um, okay, so does that open up? And it also has Chris Penn, who's the most talented Penn. So, no. <laughs> yes. And Teller is the most talented Penn. <laughs> By a fucking long shot. Penn Gillette, you mean? Yes. But he's pen of pen and teller. But he wrote, yeah. I mean, then again, he wrote a diet book that that that, that posits that to the diet. The, fir- the first month of the diet is to eat nothing but potatoes, or the first week or whatever. Well, he is a fucking skinny motherfucker <laughs> now. Yeah, now he is. Yeah, so keep it off. Um, or or is he? It could be a fucking magic trick. 
<laughs> I don't know. They they seem to be really fucking good at magic. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> One day, his poor wife's blowing him. <laughs> he just drops his gut out of thin air on her head. Ta-da, bitch. It's just like... It's like why? Why doesn't it reach me? It's like because because he, he's got this illusory force field that she can't tell that he's like actually ten centimeters wider. <laughs> then the gut turns around and it's Teller. And it smiles at her or finishes him off. Um. Okay. So if martial arts are a movie, does that open us up to fucking great actual movies like Bloodsport? Yeah, I mean this one. This one is more is 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 like a more sports like it's like a okay. like a, a team you know team taekwondo like a USA versus uh, versus okay. you know Korea sort of situation like where it's actually set up more you know what I mean like rather than like a, a movie where you you're kicking your way through bosses and you know to get the the final boss and because Bloodsport's fucking great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm there. For, I'm there for Bloodsport. Um, well, see, here's the thing. My first grievance is with a website called flickslist.co. I just looked up to see if White Man Can't Jump is on Netflix. Okay. Uh, it says it is. I don't really believe it. Uh, but it says for similar titles, The White Men Can't Jump, mm-hmm. Finding Dory, hmm. Derby Dogs, and Baby Geniuses. So Are those guys- Flickslist.co, fix your fucking algorithm. Yeah, um, but what? I should actually look on Netflix itself. Yeah, yeah, because that's also on my phone. There are those. The, what are, what's that site that, uh, that sort of covers all, like Amazon and Stan and everything? There are sites that do that, that cover all of them, right? And then yeah. you can um, see which which service they're actually on. But um, at the end of the day, I fucking <laughs> send people out to the seven seas. <laughs> <laughs> Find find the uh, find the homework and uh, and go nuts. Moneyballs on Netflix. Yeah, I only watched that like probably two months ago. Mm. Uh, Gridiron Gangs on Netflix. Fuck that shit. What else you got? Uh, Let me have a look on Netflix quickly and see what uh see what's uh see see if there's something uh that jumps out. I'm just gonna type in sports. And like, last, I, don't really, I don't really want to do like a documentary. The Last Whistle. And, uh, we Are that? Marshall. Yeah. They're all a bit fucking like, they're all a bit sugary. Like, I mean, they're not bad movies by any by any stretch. Hands of Stone. What the fuck is that? I don't know, but it's De Niro. I've never fucking heard of it. De Niro, really? De Niro. Hands yeah. of Stone. It's a boxing movie. Well, I mean, it sounds—it sounds like a boxing movie, but fucking, I, okay. Hmm. The fact that we haven't heard of it though makes makes me really fear for the quality. And yeah, because you know Robert De Niro, I mean, he's can it, can it, do something for a paycheck. Does does give less than a single solitary fuck these days? I mean, yeah. he, he will he will appear at the opening of an envelope <laughs> <laughs> as long as you pay him enough. He's kind of gone down that uh, Sam Jackson and uh, fucking. <laughs> Who's that, who's that machete guy? You pay me how much to say motherfucker? Who's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> machete? I forgot his fucking name. What's the what's Rob name? Truillo. Tru- how do you pronounce it? No, no, that's the bass player in Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> the new bass player. Fuck, am, I, <laughs> am I racist to Mexican? 
I think so. Danny Trio. Danny Trio. Danny Trio. Yeah, Danny Trio. Yeah, he's the same too. Like that motherfucker just cut him a check. He'll appear like we could literally say we want to make Tigers in Decline the movie. Yeah, and if we could get if we could crowdfund like twenty grand and get him down to Australia, he'd be in it. Yeah, if we need a hard cunt who looks hard, (laughs) but turns out to be a sweetheart. Yeah, that's him. That's him. That's his jam. Yep, that's it. Um. Fuck, we may have to just drop it in the Facebook group afterwards yep, that's and uh, it. drop it on Twitter and things like that. <clears throat> yes, we'll figure because, it out. Because um, that's the problem that I'm finding with this is just getting something that's readily accessible to everyone. But um, otherwise, by all means, check out the best of the best because it's fucking great. And uh, we will come up with a, a more widespread choice. I think I have a feeling it's on it's on a Prime, but it, I think it might, okay. it might Let, be locked let's go Prime look, We'll US. go looking for best of the best. And if yeah. people need help, yep. email Nate and he'll give you a totally legal way to find it. Boom. Okay, mailbag this week. First thing before we get into the into the uh, the mailbag, just want to say to the uh, members, thank you, gods and goddesses, for jumping on board. They're now closed. The hats are closed. Everything's trust. The shirts are closed. Every single one of those items has commenced production now. Some of them will be be in my hands, you know, within sort of two weeks. Some of them a little bit longer, thanks to the bat flu. But uh, they'll all, they should all be in, you know, by say four weeks, something like that. And then uh, we'll wait for the, all of it to come in, and then all the orders will be able to go out at the same time, and that will be uh, sensational. Um, a question from uh, Alexander on Facebook: With Joey Leilua being considered a hero of the NRL, who would make up your suicide squad of NRL players? Hero in quotes. Yes. Um, well, I would want mine to be murder suicides, and it's any team that Robbie Farah ever played with. <laughs> um, you think like, you want like you want like Cameron Smith and Billy Slater? I yeah, I, I did ask. I, like yeah, what do yeah, you mean you by suicide you, squad though? Yeah, no, I guess he means like like just a anti-heroes a te- or a team of dumb cunts. Yeah, it's or, like it's like heroes in quotes. Yeah, okay. So, um, oh. like BJ's a dumb fuck. Yep. You know, do you, do you go early career whiten for the still got paid dumb fuckery? Yeah, like Blake Ferguson. I mean, he seems you know Dugan. They they seem to be they seem to be dumb fucks. Todd Carney, like yeah. You know, um. Yeah, mm. I don't know. That's right. But then, you know, when we're saying that, we're just basically just cataloging players who've had indiscretions. You but know what I mean? Basically, no, it's fucking mouthpieces. Yeah. Like it's, it's fucking Dugan going on there going, I do not get fucking hurt every game yeah, yeah, before yeah. he fucking goes out and plays 10 minutes and comes off to suck the green whistle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, true. Yeah. Well, there's a fucking great back line. Beat- pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good back line. I mean, if you could get them on the field. And keep them out of the bar. Yeah. Or off the green whistle. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> um, out of their own fucking heads. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, Mitch said, uh, not having footy and watching old replays has made me realise how fucking good rugby league is. Which player slash team slash footy moment got you into footy? 
Nine years old and going back to school the day after Origin and reliving Gordon Tallis tackling Brett Hodgson made me go home and beg my oldies to let me play for my local team. Yeah, fuck yeah, there you go. I'm too old to remember. I actually remember, I remember playing football for years before watching it, like religiously and, you know what I mean, like before having any memories of like what, like at least five years before having any memories of like watching games and stuff. Certainly not TV games as well, like because A, up here at that time in the early 80s, it wasn't that yeah common to see games on television. You know, there was like one or two a weekend. And also because we'd be going to games, like going to watch Valleys and stuff, mm. like locally up here in Brisbane uh, until they until um, they went on their hiatus. Yeah. So, um, and I remember, I remember the first Manly game I actually got to in person was at fucking Lang Park and the, f- the first Broncos game ever. So that was fun. Um, it, it is interesting. I often wonder what it's going to be like for this generation coming through. Yeah. Just because the live game is nowhere near as prominent. And when I think back to early, early memories- Yeah. It's things like um, being on the hill out at Campbelltown or, you know, oh, my God, fucking somehow we've been invited to go to a box at the SFS and isn't this like this this whole fucking vibe is great or um, like uh, there'd be the doubles where you'd get to go to the footy and then to Paramount Speedway, you know, Um, that that sort of shit. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's true. It's not the same because, like, I mean, like, Suncorp's great. Like, it's a great fucking place to watch football. Don't get it me wrong. It is. If you're already is, a footy fan. Yeah, but it is not as good as taking an esky. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and going with your old man and, your, you know, your brother and that. Yeah. And sitting on the concrete, giant concrete steps at the yeah. end of Lang Park. Or, in the outer. you know, being, being on a hill somewhere. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's that beautiful part of being kids that any kid within a 10-foot proximity of you is your friend. Yeah, yeah. And he's just running around kicking the ball and exactly. watching the game or whatever. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. You know? yeah. What's your friend's name? I don't know. Yep. We just spent 40 minutes together fucking tackling the shit out of each Rolling other and having fun. And, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I feel sad for that. I'm nostalgic. Yep. For the feels. Yep. Mm. And that is one of the reasons why I fucking love Brookie because it's one of the few places where you can actually stand on a grassy hill to this day. And get asbestos. Mate. And have your ticket money going to support Tony Abbott and George Pell. So be it. Okay. Worth it for the hill. Worth it for the hill. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you reckon that's what Jonah's mum was saying while she was blowing directors? <laughs> Sorry, who's <laughs> mum? Jonah. <laughs> um, Zoran. Or Zohan, as I like to call him after this question, is Billy Madison a documentary about Trump? The guy can't read a speech for shit. No, he fucking can't. You know what? I don't think that he has a lot of intention about reading a speech. Mm. I think he does whatever the fuck he wants. He's a fucking moron. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think you can put down his speeches. I don't think you can put them down to the fact that he can't read a speech. He goes off script because he thinks he's smarter and funnier than every other cunt. Yeah. Like when I saw him did a speech it was today or yesterday where he's he actually throws a joke in there about, you know, like you know, like the flu the flu is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. And then he and you could see that he looked 
like shocked and and, and actually angered yeah. because the line fucking bombed and didn't get it, the response. Well, it's that he because thought. he's used to speaking at fucking giant at captive audiences where they yeah, yeah. It's, it's his employees yeah. or it's his investors or yeah. it's people who because you don't remember before this, like there was that undertone that he was a piece of shit. Yeah. But he was still a celebrity. He yeah, was a TV yeah. host. He yep. was a star. Like he was in fucking Home Alone two for God's sake. Mm-hmm. He was. He's not in it anymore though. I don't think. I think they've exercised. That. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They um. <laughs> they they saving Private Ryan. Walkie talkie gunned him. <laughs> did you ever end up finishing South Park? No. Fuck. That was one of the greatest episodes ever. What was that? They had to go and stop George Lucas from fucking with Star Wars. <laughs> and every couple of minutes, he'd release a new version. <laughs> and it got to the stage like where it's where we've replaced all the characters in the whole movie with Ewoks. <laughs> and, <it's> like- <laughs> and then Spielberg re-releases Saving Private Ryan. But he's replaced all the guns with walkie-talkies. Fucking <laughs> great. So good. Um <clears throat> Yeah, no, he's a absolute piece of shit. I don't think he's a moron, which makes him worse. Yes. Uh, what do we got here? I don't want to use all of these up on uh, in one go, but uh, we had Mitch on Facey so, uh, give us ideas for lockdown shows. So I'm just going to choose one of them. These are all seem to be great questions, actually, for homework. <coughs> so um, first one, I mean, the one I'm going to pick this time, I'm going to hold some back maybe for homework over the coming weeks, mm-hmm. but the one I will pick is that, uh, clubs that no longer exist. Are you glad they're gone or bring them back? And if so, who do they replace? Mm. I don't want to offend anyone here, but I do actually. I'm glad the bears are gone. They fucking burn in hell. My only regret about the bears being gone Actually, there's none. Is that Souths aren't fucking with them? (laughs) I don't know. I thought you'd have a regret about where ex-Bears fans ended up. Yeah, but I mean, some of them ended up at the Sharkies too, didn't they? Well, on both counts. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. Um, I do think it's fairly shit, and it just comes down to population, that we can't have the tears like, like other competitions have. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, like, like you know, like, like the English English Premier yeah, League going down the championship and things like that. Yeah. Because then you could have a, a a world where we've got these sixteen clubs here. Yeah, that's it. And then you've got you know Newtown running around like they do now. And yep. then, but you know, you've got <clears throat> West Magpies, Balmain Tigers as separate as separate entities. Yep. North Sydney Bears. I mean, they are sort of there, but they're kind of like now they're. They're not the same, you know. Like they're just yeah, like there exactly. as a feeder per, you know, yep. names purpose of feeders. But yeah, then you could get like you know, Illawarra Steelers and all that, like yeah. actually, that's it, as full independent <coughs> incarnations of the club. Mm. I mean, which would have, you know, I guess it would have implications for, you know, the West Tigers would have to be Balmain, like you know, in their own right or something like that. You know what I mean? And like, well, the West Tigers would actually have to be Wests, considering well, yeah. how much ownership. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, you'd have to be one or the other. And yeah. I mean, you know, and so then in the other one would be running around down there, you know, that's it, vying for the chance for you know promotion yeah, or relegation, and yeah. Um, fucking tell me that doesn't bring a whole new meaning, and it's something I banged on about at any given fucking opportunity. Is that if you you know if you come bottom two, mm-hmm. you will be relegated. Yep, and the fucking payment that you were guaranteed for your contract doesn't fucking exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
because that payment is contingent on you being, being a first, first grade, grade side. Yeah. Yep. Because the first grade sides get the NRL's money. Yep. And if you're relegated, your contract drops to whatever it is. Yep. Um. You know, wouldn't that be fucking lovely if instead of Super League and and all the shit that came from that, yeah. Imagine if someone came in and said, "Hey, you know what? We just we just want to make a second tier, mm-hmm. and we're going to work with you, fucking NRL, ARL, whatever it is. If your salary cap to them's ten million, we're going to make ours, you know, two million. Mm-hmm. And so all of the contracts for our players, they can be the same, but just as a lower percentage. Yep. And so if they're relegated, and we can promote people, and you know, no, 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 won't fucking happen. But- no, no, but yeah." You know- Sometimes it's nice to think about, but um, look, you know, honestly, I'm not like glad clubs are gone. The only time I feel glad when clubs are gone is when the people who were were followers of those clubs start gobbing off. Yes, and when that's when that's the case, I'm like, you know, I'm glad you're fucking gone. Or for the and when you get fucking, you fucking- get these Florimos and these cockheads, you know, gobbing yeah. off, like Singleton, you know, trying to you know pipe up every time he thinks that he's got a chance to fucking get yeah. the Bears back in the comp. Or the you know when the obvious fucking trolling lols. Yeah. Like the Dragons posted something the other day. Okay, what did about, they do? Oh, fuck, it was something a bit- But it, basically, it was in the vein of they were counting from when they became St. George Illawarra. Oh, okay, yep. And so, a bunch of people retweeted it, and they were just like, yep, that's it. This long in the league, one premiership, that's it. That's all yep. you got. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. Um. Finally, uh, Jimmy. Just want to shout out to Jimmy, who- uh, who I, I was friends with him on Facebook and, and Instagram and stuff like that. And so I was noticing that he was having a vacation around like fucking Vietnam and Thailand and shit Oof. right when Corona's getting it at spiciest. That's like, like, that's bat adjacent. And I'm like, motherfucker, how the fuck are you going to get back here? And it seems like he just snuck back here in the nick of time, had to do the 14 days, you know, isolation straight, you know, straight from the airport. Um, so he's just come out of that. And he uh, it was just, he was very kind uh, to throw in the group and say he works at Bar Cleveland in Surrey Hills and saying that, uh, you know, if like me, I was doing a tough pop in for a takeaway beer or a feed, you know, and um, I'll, I'll discreetly help out where I can, even if it's a quiet beer. And uh, I just want to say that you're a fucking legend, man. And like the the, he's not the only one that's uh, you know put out, you know the feelers like you know for assistance and you know just to do, you know acts of kindness and things like that for people in the community at this time. Yeah, and I just just wanted to actually just wanted to uh, shout him out just because it's uh it's uh highly appreciated. Um, yes. And, so and, one uh, one thing, if you go in there, yes, ask for Jimmy. Yes. Or if you go in there, find his fucking post on the Facebook group so you know what the cunt looks like. Yep. And don't go in there and say, oh, I'm here for fucking Jimmy's free beers. Yeah. Remember he no. works there. Yeah. That's, let's not- Let's not, let's let's not, not fuck him over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much it. Our Facebook community lives at- Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. I would urge you to get in there if you can. Maybe you have to make a burner account or whatever, you know, if you've got, you know, issues with Facebook, etc. Jump in there. It's a great community. Good cunts. Um, also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League for the page itself. Uh, on Twitter at TWI League as always. And um, if you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to go the extra mile, the digital membership is still available and can be picked up anytime, $3.99 a month. Um, 
check out our pages for our other places, Spotify, iHeartRadio, tons of places you can consume the show, and you're, not that you need any help, you're listening to me right now. Uh, that's it. That's us. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to add. Thanks Some, for listening. Something hilarious. Paul Gallon's just put out his ultimate blues team. Oh, God. Robbie Farrow, the hooker? No. Oh, okay. Danny Badiris is the hooker. Oh, well, all decade. Um, that's that, that's positive. But Paul Gallon wanted just one more fucking L, and he didn't even make the team. So he's taking his final yeah, L. Yeah, I feel like that's New a, South I, Wales. I feel like that's part of the criteria of these people naming them, though. Have any of those guys like Mick Ennis and Tuvi? None of them have named themselves in the team. Yeah, but Mick Ennis and Tuvi weren't ever in the conversations for. No, but they were naming like you know greatest you know manly team or greatest. I don't know what Mick. Who does fucking Ennis name anyway? Because I mean he played for every cunt. Yeah, you know that's it. But um, but Tuvi was specifically manly man like his greatest ever manly. You seen your greatest ever manly side? <sighs> no, nah, well. It's a rough fucking. Oh, see, but he was dual position though, so maybe he might. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's it's fucking hard. It's not like you know Western suburbs where they you know you could easily get a team together. I mean, they when when you have a team winning one or more premierships every single decade since yeah. the seventies. Yeah, there's it generate. There's like three distinct eras of fucking god mode sort of players you yeah. know what i mean like maybe even four yeah. so it's fucking tough and then when you go back through these guys you know that it's fucking tough mm. um like i love tubes though but i mean that's also you know recency bias because he was probably the halfback for a very long period through like you know the four minute you know i had the first halfback that i can you know that i can remember would have been desi Yep. And then he then he would then he would have handed off to Tubes, and then it was and Tubes that, for fucking eight until it was Tubes until. That's what I'm saying, especially you know, in that position. Yeah, you, you're choosing between Desi and Tuvi. Yeah, it's the same. I'm choosing between Brandy and Gower. Yeah, I think for me, I go with Brandy like a thousand well, percent. Yeah. No, I'm just saying which one of them has to fucking play second fiddle to Yuri of Cleary. Because he's the guy. <laughs> he's done nothing yet. So he's done um, nothing yet. Yeah. Greg Alexander's a walk-up fucking star for Panthers. I mean, well, Brandy played at fullback. Yeah, but I mean, Gower he he didn't he he played outside of halfback as well though too, right? Yeah, so true. so you could probably put Gower more on the bench. Fuck, that's the just thing. to conclude him in Man, the side. You know what I mean? Positions were a lot more fucking fluid back then than I often like to remember. Yeah, like this thing now where there just, just seems to be that thing of where everyone had to be a specialist. For maybe the last decade, and it's starting to relax again. Yeah, hmm. interesting. Yep, yep. I hear you. Anyway, that's that's us. it. Later. See you next week. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.